This is Daily Story 177, Monster Patrol, Part 2. The proximity alarm woke the rest of Corning's platoon. Smith, one of the squad leaders, was up first. What is it? he asked Corning. Corning highlighted the stalking beast. Decent-sized male, roughly five meters, it's wary, staying in the trees surrounding us. The turrets could reach it, but it was better to wait for a clearer shot. They would need to lure it in. Squad leaders, you up? asked Corning. They each, in turn, confirmed that they were ready. Corning briefed the plan. They would lure the beast into the clearing, between them and the forest, and open fire from four positions. When they were ready, Corning powered off the turrets. Their tracking movement was giving the beast reason for caution. The beast slowed its prowl around the building. The squads inside shuffled from door to door in response, as if playing a sick game of musical chairs. Corning was glued to the surveillance screens. His plan was simple. Simple as good. Simple as safe, thought Corning. It stopped moving. Stand by on the doors, said Corning. The beast slinked towards the building to investigate. A large, powerful, and stealthy creature. Corning didn't dare wait longer. Now, he shouted. Four squads rushed from the building into combat. One on the roof and three on the exterior doors. Corning powered on the automatic turrets, and the two that could lock on to the beast did an open fire. The squads formed firing lines and joined the fight. A turret jammed, but it didn't matter. Twelve hunters firing at close range tore the beast to shreds. It heaved in its death throes. Cover up, it might pop, it's still got its adolescent glands, said Corning, feeling pleased with himself. There was no pop, but it was best to leave it and call in for a cleanup. Smith radioed in, got another, opposite side, small male. Corning saw it on his screen. He should have seen it earlier. The adolescent male was in full sprint towards Smith's squad. Paragon's squad on the roof ran to the opposite side to engage. Gunfire from the turrets and Smith's crew brought it down just before it reached them. Cover, shouted Smith as the beast's glands swelled and burst, sending a flesh-eating slurry in all directions. Smith's team was safe behind thick concrete. Jones, a rifleman on the roof, arrived just in time to get a face full. Jones is hit, said Peregrine. Corning froze. Did he just kill Jones because he forgot to pay attention? Corning's training kicked in. Glove up and get a kid on him. Check his whole body. Peregrine was ahead of Corning's order and was already treating the wound. There could be more, thought Corning. Back inside, covering movement, said Corning to the three squads on the ground. He checked all of his surveillance feeds carefully. The area looked clear, but Corning didn't trust his eyes anymore. Two-man overwatch on the roof until morning, he ordered. Jones came down from the roof with a bandaged face. Corning went to him. How are we doing? Just the face? Yeah, boss, he got me. I let him get me. I'm better than that, said Jones. Wasn't your fault. Any in your eyes? asked Corning. No, I can see just fine, answered Jones. I'll call medical and get a nurse to meet us at a future waypoint, said Corning. Okay, I'm good to patrol, though, sir. Don't send me away, said Jones. Jones meant what he said. He was a good hunter. In the morning, the platoon packed up and resumed their long patrol north. And we'll pick up part three tomorrow.